Low IQ and no teeth, the Bigfooty Collingwood podcast. My name is Dominic and with my team of Collingwood Not Jobs and Tragics, we're coming to you to bring the highs and lows, the ups and downs and all of the bizarre crap in between that is being a Collingwood supporter. And this week we are celebrating the fourth biggest comeback in the history of the Collingwood Football Club, an 18-point victory over Hawthorne in round nine. It was, frankly, an emotional roller coaster. So before we go through what is going to be a victory lap of the win, I'm going to introduce the team and we're going to go through the whole game. So starting from my right, the president of the Tom Phillips fan club, Andrew. <laughs> Welcome. G'day. Um, I don't really like Tom Phillips, so that's why he's, he said that. But you know what? I'm willing for him to prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Phillips. <laughs> or don't. I don't care. <laughs> What's your name? And what was your favorite moment? My name is Andrew. <laughs> and um, I think my favourite moment from the weekend was Maynard Smother. Easy. No, Smother. Very Fair good. Enough. Fair enough. To his right is the man that just got a haircut exactly like Nathan Buckley to celebrate the win, Mikey. <laughs> I'm back at the coke kid. <laughs> I want him there. And I'd just like to say last week Dom um, mentioned that my hair was the best hair of the group. So um, no mention this week, Dom. No. <laughs> if the anchor's next week, then Mikey's Mikey. <laughs> Moment of the game had to be Pendle's goal. Definitely. It's just Clark's yeah. captain's goal. Yep. It was amazing. Mm. Her favourite movie is The Joy Luck Club, Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, favourite moment of the game? Well, I, I thought the Pendle's goal as well was a big momentum builder, but um, Howe's goal was the whole the change of the game in, that, in the last or third quarter, was definitely, it? Yeah, definitely. Completely turned the game around and it was just the, the most exciting part of the game, I reckon. And he is uh, Chris Main's personal assistant, bodyguard, extraordinaire, Louis. Look, just representing all of us. You know, we all love him. Yeah, we, all love him. we love you, man. We love you, man. Um, Worth the money. Uh, no, but seriously, look, it was a great game. Um, it, my favorite moment of the game was when we had a little, bit of a passage uh, play through the middle. Uh, Pendles, I believe, kicked it in front of uh, Taylor Adams, and Taylor Adams did a sidestep, kicked it to Elliot. Mm, Elliot ran on yeah. and kicked the goal. And I thought, that's that's Collingwood I know. That's the Collingwood I know. So yeah. um, Louis almost wasn't going to make it tonight. He had a doctor's appointment, and um, lucky he didn't because I was going to say a lot of things about Chris Main and how much you love him. So, look, so I know, like, got if, safe. look, I know if I'm not here to, to you know show the appreciation for Main, I know that my peer, my peers my peers will as well. So thanks, Andrew, uh, Dom. Your moment, no please. one likes him but you, mate. Right. So we all love him. We're going to get straight down to it. Uh, six goals down at quarter time. I, I want a bit of a feeling of what's going on. It, it was a weird feeling. I was at the game. It was a weird feeling around the ground. Everyone felt like they were there. They were attending the, the last Nathan Buckley game. It was this weird pull over the game. And it, it just the momentum swing was incredible. I've never, I, I haven't seen anything like it under Bucks. It's just that it came to a head. Was, this is it. And they responded. I, I, I'm in shock. I'm still in shock a little bit of, of the response. Take us through what you guys are thinking quarter time. I, um, I'd, I'd stopped paying attention, to be honest. I had a couple of mates over watching the game and I, we started chatting. We were, oh, this is, a, this is obviously going to happen. We're going to lose by 100 points. But yeah. it wasn't, wasn't fun to watch at all. It wasn't fun. I, did, um, I, I still didn't think that Buckley was in trouble, though. I think he's always going to be protected by Eddie until at least the end of the season. So I... I disagree that we were watching the, the end of Buckley's career. It would have been the end if it was a blowout loss, which was what it was looking yeah. like early. 
I think he's but, been coaching okay, but if that eighty or ninety point loss came yeah. when we were expected to win, it was going to be curtains. He has been he has been backed up by a lot of people in the media saying that even though we have been losing several games, they've we've still played with a lot of heart and we've still played good footy and blah blah blah. But I, I guess after how many years? <coughs> Seven yeah. years? Six. Six years? Yeah. It's just not good enough. Mm. But I was still confident. I was weirdly confident at halftime. I don't know. I, I can't explain to you why. I just thought we were going to come back. Would you, would you guys agree that Saturday night proved that the players play for him? Like this is, it's, that's, it establishes that comment where they actually play for it the coach. felt like that for the first time in a long time. First yeah. time in a long that's time. That's what I thought. 100%. 100%. It was the question. So the question was asked, oh, they've stopped playing for him. Yeah. Right. And then they yeah. did. Right. And yeah. All of a sudden, I hope this is the circuit breaker and the confidence builder to go from there. I talked about it last mm. week. Right, right, right. And the quote from the pe- press conference is, I thought you, you guys might think that we've all given up, but this proves that no one has given up yet. Yeah, no, exactly. not, no not the players, not the coaching staff, no one's given up. Yeah. And um, I hate to be that guy, but we did only beat Hawthorne. So. Well, that's we the other point that's come out of it is... We beat Hawthorne, who had half a team in, by three goals. Like, it should never have come to that. Exactly right. But the fact that it did and they responded is... uh, To come from 43 points down as well is a pretty big victory, regardless of who you're playing, I think. I think that that overcomes it. Mm. Um, So, I was having a look through the most memorable comebacks that I can remember, say, the last five, six years. And uh, it's right up there. So, we had 35... Odd points to North Melbourne, 2015. That was a great oh, game. Oh, yes. It was a classic. <laughs> we had that Anzac Day of 2015 when Essendon kicked the first seven goals. I think I liked, and by half-time, we were level. I think yeah. I liked the North Melbourne one better just because I hate North Melbourne. Yeah. Nothing team. Yeah, the nothing yeah, team. Absolutely. And the, other one that, <laughs> and the other one that was mentioned... Just so, we said pretenders at the same time. <laughs> it was such a best friends moment and we high-fived. You may have heard the clap. That was a high-five. <laughs> and the other game that came to mind or that I was reading in the forum during the week was the 11-goal last quarter against Adelaide in 2011. And he trumps it. That was my favorite. took mark of the year and it was yes. just non-stop. Dale Ad- Thomas kicked the- a torpy. From outside, Chris Tarrant grabbing the jump. Chris Tarrant, jump on that! <laughs> oh, that brings on. tears to my Put eyes. Don't tell me it doesn't bring tears to your eyes. It certainly does. Cry <laughs> <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> so, I think one of my main takeaways over the last week or two is been Darcy Moore in the ruck. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna. This is gonna be the first point I bring up is. It's, you see it, we've seen it with Danaher, we saw it with Tom Boyd, we see it with uh, Hawkins at Geelong. These enigmatic uh, young forwards, they get moved into the ruck. They all of a sudden get a little bit more involved in the game. They get a feel for the ball, they get a hunger. He's yep. clunking marks, he's involved in the game, he's kicking yep. a couple of team lifting goals. And it was, it was big, that was my, one of my main takeaways. Obviously, Pendle's masterclass, Adams, Jeremy Howe, but I, just, I, I love that sign from, from Darcy Moore because there was a lot riding on him. Yeah, I love love seeing him in the ruck. It just brings him into the game. If he's not doing it in the forward line, he gets his hands on the ball. He loves running at the ball. He loves. He's tall. He's two hundred plus yep. centimeters. I and think he's quite just, I think he just brings too. his confidence. He's quick. He mm. plays yeah. almost like another mid sometimes. He's so fierce, is he? <laughs> it is. <it's, laughs> You've changed it. From, from calling him Bambi last year, he, he's, he's always going to be fierce. Whether he's got the strength, he's a bit. Um, he's going to build. He's hungry. Yeah. It's going to build, but he's, he's got the fire in him. And the man that 
inspired Darcy and the whole Collingwood faithful was uh, the captain, Scott Penderbury. Mm. The new father, I said last week that he's got a new baby at home. He just wants to get out of the house. He just wants to play <laughs> footy. And it's he been put a couple on. Couple of days he wants to get out. Of he the wants house. to get out of the house. He's sick of the baby already. I'm sick of it. <laughs> he put on a masterclass, absolute Pendles classic. Yeah. And uh, before we go too far into it, I guess we can put it into the votes. So, Billy, take us away. Definitely. So, look, um, obviously, uh, Pendlebury is is getting the three votes from all of us, and I think yeah, correct. I think everyone in the AFL will will agree with 36 that. Thirty six disposals. Yeah, thirty six yeah, disposals, twenty kicks, sixteen handballs, two marks, nine tackles. Um, I mean, that's just covering the ground, and and, he and of course quite the well. one goal, mm-hmm. and that one goal yeah. to really lift everyone, and cool. the celebration was. And the, and the great. little uh, defense of, of Adams getting pushed over yeah. with a little yeah. scuffle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Protecting I love his that. players. Yeah. I love that. Protecting his vice captain. There was, was that guy from Hawthorne. I can't remember his name. Number, number 34. 34. Yes. He's <laughs> come up to Pendles and started grabbing him. And you can yeah. tell Pendles going, who the hell are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Piss off. Like, yes. Don't even touch my jumper. Was, You're not worthy. Exactly. Number 34. He was in enough, another scuffle with um, another player of ours. Yeah. And I think he just... I don't know. I, think, I just think that he's a really crap player and that he just likes to scrub. Gets frustrated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So I think, well, I think he's weak on his behalf. So, What did Dane Swan have to say about that? <laughs> you were telling me? Swan tweeted, said that he'd want to try to get a kick before he tries to start fighting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. That's all exactly. And the fact that we've talked about him for about a minute and no one knows his name says it all. Yeah. <laughs> like I generally don't know his name. Yeah, me yeah. either. Me too. So we'll leave it at that. So uh, penalties for three votes. And then second... Uh, we Number all... 34 for Hawthorne. I've got the two votes there. <laughs> <laughs> it deserves it. Uh, Howe. Howe taking the two votes. Uh, 25 disposals, 18 kicks, uh, 7 handballs, 13 marks, which I think is amazing because he's every time um, he's, he's putting his body on the line and majority of the time he, he takes a grab. He takes mm. a good grab. So I definitely think that he gets First the two votes. First non-specky game, was yeah. it? <laughs> oh, he Did he have a small one? Did he have a small one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then um, for the third spot, for me, I, look, I, I don't know, guys. Maybe you guys can help me. It's it's between Trelaw and Adams. It is a tough one. Um, so I'll go I'll go around go around the room, Andrew, real quickly. What what do you think? Just by um, just well, seeing the game. And I think up. Trezor played very well. Trezor. Yeah, we call him Trez. If we were his oh, friends, Trez, yeah. we had a discussion with Louis, and we said if we were his friends, we'd call him Azza. I mean, what did I? Trezor. 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 <laughs> we'd call him something completely I don't even different. know what I'm talking about. No, no, we'd call him Trezor. Because you said you met him, you met him at, um, I met him at the work. bank. I met him at work. And you said, oh yeah, good old ads. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good mates. And we made fun of you and we said, well, if you're good mates, you'd call him Trezor. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. So anyway, my point is, Trezor, which is what his mates call him probably, um, is played a good game. But you can't go past Taylor Adams, man. Tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough yeah. though because Taylor Adams had a pretty quiet half, first half. They all did. Uh, they all did. They, mm-hmm. they all did. Although uh, I mean, Adams was pretty significant in the third quarter, supporting Pendles the, yeah. the whole way. He was very good. It, I don't know. So tough. quickly, votes around the table, just just quickly with one word. What do you think, Adams? I love Taylor Adams. I would always go him. Adams definitely. Uh, ads. Look. There it is. As in Adams. Because no one calls Adams draw ads. We'll go Adams, but on this game, I, look, I love Adams and every other game that he's performed. He's, he's been the one consistent performer. And I think he, he will take the uh, best and fairest out. Maybe. Jeremy out. <laughs> but for me, I think Trelaw, um, with that goal um, and this just composure at the last half, he really... 
I really did for me. So really, so against everyone, you're going to law. Yep. Why even Ooh, ask us? Yeah. Why even ask us? <laughs> Putting his foot down. Yeah, look. Wow. Look, if you no, give me this segment, <laughs> if you give me this segment, you tell me I gotta own this segment. He's like, all right, we'll go to a vote. We'll go so to now, a vote. <laughs> now, we're, now, we're the, now we're doing the now we're doing the real vote. <laughs> so what do you guys want? No. Um, just on uh, Jeremy Howard Speckies at the moment. Now yeah. me and Mikey have a thing that we were talking about. Uh, Alia went up for a few speckies. He went up. He, he didn't went up for a couple. Down. Yeah. And he can take him. Now, this is what's going to happen in the future. We are event. going to see the first ever double speckie. Double speckie. Now, double speckie. <laughs> double speckie. Oh this is God. what's going to happen. So, there's a player on the ground, probably, let's just say we just played Hawthorne. Yeah, Hawthorne. Number 34, mate. Yeah. So, he's perfect. standing there. Then, then it's, it's, it's... I think it's Howe. Oh, no, 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 how's the marker? Yeah, is so it Blair that marker? jumps up so, a little bit? No. <laughs> no. Blair's little step ladder. Blair has been delisted in, right. in, in this alternate, yeah. alternate better future. <laughs> I love Jared Blair, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the spec comes up. Elliot's up. Elliot's up. Elliot's on the shoulders. So Elliot comes from the left. So you can imagine him on the left shoulder of number 34. Then Hal. Hal's come streaming in from the right. From the right. So he's on the right shot of 34. <laughs> so at the moment, the side. they're at the same level. So we're on two stories at the moment. Then something happens. <laughs> then Elliot <laughs> falls a little bit. Falls it, down. No, no. Settle down, Dom. And <laughs> the momentum from Hal's jump, he gets a second lift. He gets a lift off Elliot. Uh, and he's up puts his people. knee on Elliot. It's Gets a three-man specky. Three high. It's going to happen. It can happen, people. The we make it happen. The situation. Does Sorry? Hal share it with No, Elliot? no. The marker. No. How's the marker? It has to go to Hal. How's the marker? Hal has to go to Hal. He did start the conversation talking about Elliot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but they're both crucial. I think you give it to both. I think you give it to both. I think you give it to both. Both integral in the three-man specky. That can happen. It will happen. You watch this space. I hope they're doing that at training. We should have some apologies. The guys that didn't make it into the votes. I... Loved uh, Lyndon Dunn's game. I thought he was instrumental in the back half. Mm. Marshaled the troops. I've got uh, Tom Phillips had a great second half. As Woo! did Jazzy Rising Crisp. Star. Rising Star. <laughs> star. Got to mention the Rising Star. And um, and Billy Elliot around goal was um, yes. just crucial. Like he didn't have a, a dominant game, but every time it was in his vicinity, he, was he just back. did what he had He's to do. Back he did to something his best. good. Yeah, he did something good. What's a dominant game for Elliot for you? Three goals is pretty pretty good. Say so, yeah, fifteen touches, four goals is a really good game, and then anything below that's getting close. Okay, decent. Yeah, mm. fair enough. Mm. So we'll move straight on to Saliba's Facebook. Oh, sorry, social media comment of the week. Well, see, we don't know what this is called. Dom and Dom said to me midweek, we, we, we need a name. Second. Now I come up with something, and I wanted to bring it up with you guys on air because it's a horrible idea. All right, but. You know, we'll see what it. So, what I was thinking is, when you sort of lurking online, you know, you're looking at Facebook and you're not actively writing in the conversation or big footy, lurking. So, I was thinking something like lurking off. (laughs) But the thing is, then you're going to be like lurking off with Andrew, and that's disgusting. I was thinking of lurk off with you, dog. So I was thinking of naming it lurking off with Mikey, throw him under the bus. <laughs> and um, even though I'm the host, so I do love a lurk. Yeah. <laughs> work in progress, that one. Yeah, you do love a lurk. Love yeah. A lurk. So anyway, this this uh, week now, the week started. I know we had a win, but it started with a lot of bloody angst and <laughs> a lot of people were pissed off on Thursday night because there was one change made, and it was. 
uh, Trelawin and who was that? Oh, Reed. Reed. Reed, Reed, Reed now, we'll talk about this later, a little bit later, but so many people were pissed off that Scharenberg was not chosen in the team. And um, it got to the point where somebody started a petition on change.org <laughs> to, uh, to get uh, Scharenberg in. Really? Yes. Oh now, listen to this. Um, every Collingwood supporter that's ever lived started this petition, according to this person that wrote this. And um, we need 270... We have 270 supporters. When I logged in first, I had 500, so I think it's being sent to the club. So there was some hilarious comments in here, because you had to write why, why you were uh, signing up. I wrote, Buckley needs petitions to choose his best 22 now. <laughs> Um, but there's some hilarious ones like, he's my best mate's cousin and he deserves a run. <laughs> I love that. Um, this one caught my eye as well. Mason Cox and Jared Blair are gay. <laughs> and you gotta love the trolls from Tom Branch. He's a good player and I'm Collingwood's number one fan. Sorry about me spelling, never went to school much. <laughs> I think that's the one. That's, that's probably the one, the one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was quite funny, and um, but you know we always have a poignant one. And uh, Peter Rucastle wrote on, on Facebook when uh, he, we felt like we were going to lose uh, in the wake of the bad selection. I thought this is the weakest Hawthorne team in years, and it still doesn't give me a lot of confidence. While we have an unsupervised sixth-year apprentice in the coach's box, sixteen lines for that. Sixth-year apprentice. <laughs> yeah. Still getting out of Yeah. Jeez. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, you know... I can just imagine Bucks getting a left-handed spanner for someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going back, to, going back to get the right tool. <laughs> <laughs> and they were even critical of us in the Herald Sun. In the ladder, it wrote, um, there's a little notes in the ladder. Uh, if they can somehow manufacture some, something up forward, then maybe they can mount some form of challenge. So let's see if one or two of their never-ending mids can play forward. <laughs> Cool. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, a few... Uh, the Collingwood Twitter page wrote, watch this guy before you watch the AFL team, and there was a picture of um, Scharenberg, and someone wrote on Bigfooty. So he's, the Twitter team's antagonising the supporters now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's it for me this week. So it. bring it back to Bigfooty again. Um I've been having a look through the threads. Um, by the way, my moniker is Scribe, if anyone wants to get online and bag the absolute shit out of me. Um, the three threads that I spent the most time in this week were Scharenberg, funnily enough. Where does he sit? Um, is it Bucks or the players? Yep. And Buckley's chances? Yep. And one of the posters I thought was poster of the week in Big Footy was Duck Toaster. Now, um, well, I didn't like that. Sister. I know exactly what you're talking about. Duck Toaster, yeah. one of his uh, posts talking about selection, and he just goes, one of the, the we're talking about Jared Blair, and he goes, we just pick, he just picks Blair to, to, to troll, troll us. us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then oh, someone asked true. him, where did you get your name? Like, oh, how did you come up with your name? Like, because he's got this great picture of a toaster that has a duck face on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he went on a... 200 word diatribe how he came up with Duck Toaster as the name. Can you summarise it for us? Uh, he, goes, he figured I'd give a username generator a go. If I listened to that thing, I'd be known as Ask Tickler. So obviously that wasn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came up with some comedy, comedic gold, Duck Toaster. And there it was in all its glory. I thought it was goddamn genius. Then I googled it and turned out some German company actually makes a toaster that toasts bread with an image of a duck on. <laughs> so it was sorted. 
Um, so I thought he did quite well. But uh, look, the general mood around the the board this week was a lot more rosy. Um, obviously, the Buckley Hayers were... And just the, the general pessimists in general were a little bit, um, you know, trying to keep it real. Look, we only beat Hawthorne. We were supposed to beat them. Yeah. But it was yep. a good feeling. It was a little bit happier to, to jump online. and. It's true. I saw something from Dave86, which is like, he's the guy that writes the column reviews, one of my favorite posters. Yeah. And this is going to be interesting. I'd like to see what you think about this, Dom. He's writing about what we are going to get out of the season. And he, this is what he's written. I, I hope you're right. I like nothing more to the see but, than to see Buck succeed. But the truth is that even if we do get to 13 at 9, this is the roll. Someone wrote th- something yeah, that we're going to roll and yeah. win 13 and lose the nine. roll. Yeah. 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 And I, th- I assumed it was you, Dom. But <laughs> <laughs> may, have, may have stole Dom. the idea, cards yeah. on the table. Yeah. <laughs> How many accounts do you have? <laughs> and then he writes, even if we do get to 13 and 9, it probably scrapes us into 7th spot. Straight out of the finals. I know the Dogs won 7th last year, but history says that's a one-off. Truth is, we're a lot better finishing 4 and 18 and scoring a top 5 pick. I'd be pretty angry this year if we record 6 wins and 10 losses, uh, if that, that just leaves us in no man's land for a fourth year running. So much better to just identify a season has gone early and put emphasis into development. This competition is designed where you have to come top 4 or bottom 4 or anything in between is useless. I don't subscribe to that theory, but I understand why people do, because, you know, like... Teams load up with first round picks and they they jump up the ladder faster. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> we've been rebuilding since 2013. We've got a young list already. Obviously, it would be nice. Like if things are going badly, then t- tank away, tank tank the shit out of the, the season. Finish with four or five wins. Get the second or third best kid in the league. But while we're having a crack at the season, let's try and improve. If we get to 13 wins, that's improvement. The year after will be more improvement. Mick Malthouse used to say. We should be improving every year. That should be our goal. And then the rest looks after itself. You improve every year. So I'm not, I'm not going to be one of those people that's hoping that we win five or six games and that's it. Hmm. I actually did hear um, a pretty interesting quote on Talking Footy last night where um, they said, Buckley has proved to be footy smart. Um, it, it's, it's, it's proven. Everyone knows how intelligent Buckley is when it comes to football. On the weekend, we played instinctively after quarter time. We were, we were down so far that we just come out and played, you know, just do what you can. Maybe Buckley's plan is too hard for the players to actually understand. I think it is. And you can say that for Solo's game. A player is super instinctive usually. Yep. And now he's, he's playing within himself. He doesn't want to take set shots. This guy is probably... I, pro, he seems arrogant to me. And in a good way. He mm. plays with footy confidence, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the fact that he doesn't want to take set shots anymore is... is Sad. A testament Upsetting. to that. To yep. that. Yep. I think his confidence is not at an all-time low, but he's 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 had a lot of behinds to his goals. I think he's like, yeah. what is he like? Yeah, what are his stats? Uh, I think he's, he's like, like 16. And well, I heard last year he kicked like six behinds or something like that. only for the, uh, for the yeah. year, and he had six behinds in the first three or four rounds. He's having yeah. one of those years that if you kick straight, we go, he's having a great year, but because he's... Sense. Kick badly, everyone's We all know that he's and a very I, talented player. He was a ghost on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I think he came up. And I'm sort of sick of hearing that play when we play instinctively, we win. Why can't I play instinctively all the time? That should be. Well, hopefully that's. If we win games doing that, why wouldn't you continue to do that? I think um, you need to have the trust in it. uh, Last week we made a point that um, Buckley doesn't take the necessary steps to make changes. Make changes in a game. Yeah. Do you guys think that he made a change, or do you think he just reiterated what he's been? 
coaching throughout he, the week and, and the players adjusted. He came out for the first time I've seen all season and actually got angry at quarter time. He lost it at the players. Usually he's very composed, yeah. but he you could see him pointing the finger and yelling his head off. So uh, it'd be interesting to, to know exactly... You know exactly. what, what he was saying. I've, I've read an article that uh, Jared Blair actually commented and said that he did single out several players and uh, pick gave, up the game, gave him a yeah. big yeah. spray. Thank now we don't God. we don't know who those players were, yeah. but um, I. I you don't need to know really, yeah. like, but it's about time that he does that. It's People not do need exactly to be told right. pick up your game. Yep, it's I not agree. good enough. It's nice to know that he did make that that spray, and it was good to see it as a Collingwood supporter. It was. Awesome to see that. It yeah. was. Yeah. Indeed. Now, we go to address the match committee. Last week, so this is where each one of us has, a, has brings something to the table and we, and we discuss as a match committee. Last week, I brought to the table that Colin were going to make finals. We just were two and six. <laughs> and I threw uh, you down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, man. <laughs> I listened back um, and I'm a dick. On the... <laughs> <laughs> on the back of the thread on Big Footy, we're on the roll from J-Mac. Uh, following that theme, I, I, I agree with the guy. I think that Collingwood, we're in a, a period right now where, where momentum can build. On the back of Hawthorne's win, we've got Brisbane, Frio away. So we've just beaten Hawthorne in a thriller. And everyone here, almost everyone at the table last week had a go and said it was unrealistic. How do you feel after the win on Saturday night? Are we getting somewhere? Has the momentum shifted for you? Has your mind changed that we can actually make finals? Mikey? Slightly more confident. Like, it was a good win. The second half was amazing. We've got Brisbane. We can beat Brisbane. Obviously. Surely. If we yeah. play like that, like, we'll flog them. I was saying that before the game. And I think game. two in a row, like, we haven't won two in a row all year. I don't remember the last time we won two in a row. No, we haven't. So, I think two in a row, if they get two in a row playing like that, I think something will switch there and they go, hold on, we can keep this up. We can keep this going. And then Frio, I assume, is over there. I think we can beat Frio. They're in the middle side at the moment. They're not playing great footy. I think it could be, it's getting more and more possible. Mm. If we win the next two, I'll be on your the, the Frio, friendship with the you. The Frio game will be a big one. It'll be massive. Massive. Yeah. That is yeah. a big one, isn't Crucial. it? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Yeah, um, I think... Uh, I was the closest to being on your side you last week, um, and I've been like that since since the first game of the season, of, of this season. Uh, I just think, look, um, again, I'm in. I mean, I'm right in the middle. We need to win every game. We need to. We need to. But we lose the ones that mm. everyone thinks that we're going to win. All right, uh, we can't let this happen this week coming up against Brisbane. We need to win. Um, and I, win well. And win well yeah. for our percentage. Yeah. Um, two in a row, maybe. Two in a row, maybe, yes. I, I definitely think, and I agree with you both, that Fremantle, that game is going to be the test. Now, as a Coleman supporter, everyone knows that we travel well. We do. Yeah. Anywhere anywhere we go, Adelaide, you know, mm. wherever we go, we, we give it our all and we play the game like we're playing it in our own um, Backyard. home guard. Yeah. So I think garden, <laughs> garden, you know, park, uh, road. Whatever it's not on the footy it. field. As long as it's the That's home, we, we play, play at our home. I've actually yeah. been going very badly in gardens lately with Jeremy Howe and his dog, and um, <laughs> Dugowie's dog. Let's just well. hope that there's no dogs on the field. 
and we might do Actually, well. Actually, no, I think the guy won the fight, though, didn't he? So we're going, we're going okay. Yeah. <laughs> let, let the guy be. He's, he's, doing, he's doing okay. He's doing yeah, okay. He's but we're, gonna, we're, go, we're going to need him at his best if we're going to beat Fremantle. So I'm thinking, like, I'm focusing on the next two weeks. I'm not thinking anything about beyond Melbourne that. beyond Correct, that. Yeah. All right. So I'm thinking solid win against Brisbane, and then we, we bring in maybe Varco. Maybe Maine. Would you like what to you say? Maine? <laughs> 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 he loves Maine. I can tell that you Free want to say Maine. I think there's a worth, few players. Worth the money. The Chris Maine Cup. <laughs> I, think <there's laughs> yeah, I, think, I definitely think there's a few players before <laughs> Maine. Maine comes in, but I'll let Bianca talk about that later on. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, um, I don't think that we can make much judgment off that Hawthorne win. It was fantastic. Our backs were against the wall, and that's when we play the best. I think Brisbane's a scarier game than Freo, to be honest. I think that I get more scared. Like, like Louis said, we don't win the games that we should. And Hawthorne was a very injury-ridden team. We, we also, I mean, it worked out for us, but we didn't have a centre-half forward, and that was probably my biggest worry coming into the game. Um, I'm just questionable as to whether this team can beat you know, more teams in the league. Our team at the moment can beat more teams in the league. Hmm. So I'm still, I don't know, I'm not very confident. I think next week's going to be a big um, a big factor as to how the rest of our season will go. Yeah, well, it's going to be one of those, if it's going to happen, it's going to be the momentum will build one week after the other. Yeah. So you beat Brisbane. And, and we want to beat, I wanna if you beat, can beat Brisbane. Frio, then Melbourne's massive. If you beat Melbourne, we're six and six. I want to be able to That's smash massive. Brisbane, yeah. though. We should be able yeah. should to smash, smash Brisbane. Brisbane. It's just going to be interesting. The next fortnight is going to, comp- I think, I think will be huge yeah. for the whole season. Yeah, definitely. Proof is in the. Does point. anyone have any new agendas to bring to the table before we move on? Oh uh, yeah, just I just want to say if you get a chance to check out the um, the Collingwood um, Indigenous Guernsey, it's pretty cool. Hmm. I agree. Um, and Very also, I, I want to say just to talk a little bit about positioning. Yep. As well. Cool. Now. Um, there's a there's a little bit of a I don't know about to go up forward. Now he's not really playing well. Now he's 191 centimeters. He's a tall player, but the thing is, he's not a forward. And he's 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 this was supposed to be his breakout year. I was reading online that you know people thought that this was a year he was pick number five. He was going to take it away. Now he's playing in the forward line. He's an inside midfielder. Now this is a uh, Campbell zero two three roads. Uh, actually, no, he didn't write that. He replied to it. Sorry, map I wrote. It's easy. Move Cyborg into the forward half and get Dugowie onto the ball. What do you guys think? Yeah, oh. look, Dugowie only had 10 touches. It was a really quiet game, and I think on ball, he would it would be a bit like a more situation. He needs to be in the mix and, and be more hungry for the ball, and once he has a couple of touches, he, he ends up having a better game. I, I personally think that uh, like if you're going to swap, I don't think we can swap still Cybottom because he's... Like he's too. He's an outside midfielder important anyway. Important to take out of that uh, that mid that midfield, right? Yeah. You know, Twenty seven disposals. It's got to be the it's, balance. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's, I feel like he's just too important, too pivotal for our, mm. our middle. To... So, what's your opinion on Dugowie? He was essentially useless on the weekend. I think Dugowie yeah. is oh. strong body. <laughs> strong body can can tackle, but also. He's good around the goals. He's good around the crumbs. He can snap it for goal. He can, you know. He, he... So you're saying persist? 
I think I think show a little persistence. My point would be that who are you going to replace him with in the midfield for major minutes? So at the moment, like you said, he's an in under midfielder. Yes. So that's Taylor Adams' role. Like sure. so, you have that balance in the midfield where Taylor Adams is a grunt, uh, Trelaw is a little bit grunt, a little bit outside. Pendles mm. is a little bit both. Wells is outside. Yeah. Um, has to play AFL. Like he's too good to be playing PFL. Yes. But I don't know if he's good enough to squeeze into that midfield yet. So he's got to earn his stripes wherever he's put. And if he can create a contest up forward, if he can do a few nice things and he can create a contest whenever he's near the pill, I'll cop that. But I agree with you that I thought this was going to be his breakout year where he'd get 25 and be a barometer for us and really signal the, the emergence of the mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. But I think he's got, he's got to bide his time. And while he's biding his time, he's got to play good footy up forward. Do you think that rough start to the season shot his confidence of a little course. bit? Yeah, mm. not his. Uh, not, not much confidence. Yeah. Just his momentum, you know. Yeah. Like, back. He should have been hit round one, right? Yeah. You know, instead he's still back, two weeks, weeks behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone. Keep, yeah. keep in mind, he's twenty-one years of age. Um, plenty of upside. He's, he's got plenty of upside, and you know, in about three or four years, there's going to be a slot for him in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. for mine, for mine. I think you've got to pay him in the midfield. The other thing I wanted sh- to bring up... He should like be playing Blair's minutes in the midfield for one. I like, like I Yeah, exactly. Really well, we'll get onto that when we talk about selection. Um, but what I want to... The other thing, the last positional change I want to talk about, and we have a glaring hole in the forward line. And last week, we were all shocked when Cox wasn't selected. And um, a lot of interesting ideas have been brought up. Um, what about this uh, from Eugene41? Sitting how or Goldsack forward... Uh, we always talk about, but what about sending Schoenberg forward? For the idea of using him as our roaming centre forward at the start of the year, same height as Jack Jack Darling. I uh, lost the ability to speak then. Jack Darling, <laughs> Mitch McGovern, etc., was thrown forward at uh, times as a junior. Great mark and would be a great kick into fifty. Now he has some confidence back. I'd like to see him try forward. Better experiment than Keith. Schoenberg forward. That's very interesting. It is interesting. I've um, never thought about it. But I kind of like that. He's a really good kick. Hmm. Whether he's having a shot at goal or kicking it into, into the 50 to have that. And I think he's... A nice, accurate kick would be... Yeah. And his lack of pace wouldn't really hurt us all no. that much in that position. Not at all. The other thing is that if they're going to try him forward, they should have been experimenting in VFL. Yeah. Like yeah. You can't so they bring him into yeah, yeah, VFL. Yeah, yeah. No. I agree that they won't do it, but it's an interesting no, yeah, thought. Definitely interesting. Um, the other thing, uh, Buck is my hero, right? So uh, um, we are desperate. That's why we should have Cox. What other forward line in the AFL has midgets running around the forward line? The only forwards who do anything against Hawthorne were Moore, who also had the Ruck, and Elliot. Our mids, Adams, Penderbury, and Trelaw won us the game against Hawthorne. No other team in the AFL, including our opponents next Sunday, has a disposable rabble for forward line. He goes on like this. But, and then Dave, at his six, wrote that actually what we're doing is we're having Fasolo as a lead-up full forward. He's playing full forward effectively. So it's quite interesting. What do we do, guys? What do you think? I think that there was a team that won a premiership last year with a pretty small forward line. And I, during the week, I was part of the group of people that was furious that we were going in with midgets and Darcy yeah. Moore. That was our forward line, midgets and Darcy Moore. But all of a sudden, when we went forward, we lowered our eyes. We used the ball better because we had to. Yeah. And if you've got five or six dangerous forwards and you're bringing the ball forward well and you're, bringing, you're playing on, you're bringing it fast, it doesn't matter because Jamie Elliott can play tall. Fasolo plays pretty tall for a small guy. Yeah. All of a sudden, Darcy Moore's clunking them. And Vasolo takes a, the best defender, pretty much. He does. Or it just it changed the dynamic of the forward line, and I thought it would look horrible, and it didn't look that horrible. Mm. And it actually made us look dangerous. I think, I think this game, not sure if it was, but I think this game was the most forward 50 t- tackles we've had yeah. all season. 
So maybe what? the smalls. Was it 16? 16 full, yeah. 450 tackles. The so pressure the smalls was being quick, being able to put the pressure yeah. on. And Terry. Lock the ball attacking in. 50 yeah. was. Terry Wallace said something. Amazing. Sorry to interrupt. Terry Wallace said something really interesting um, on the radio uh, yesterday. He said. Collingwood have got to stop playing guys because they for structure. Like stop playing Cox and White because you need the structure, and start playing guys that can actually play football. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Like, so all of a sudden, point. like you're forcing a, a round peg into a square hole, or is that the way around? I'm not 100 sure. That's okay. Um, not sure it matters. It's actually a um, hexagon peg, but we'll, we'll into a triangle hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll deal with that out later. Yeah. That's At the end of the right. podcast, we're gonna go over the we'll, mistakes. We're gonna instead of forcing Cox. Because he's tall, instead of forcing Jesse White because he can play that tall forward. Would you just think of a cox joke in vagina? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put a cock into a cock. I think <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been one over on the, on the small forward line. Uh, yeah. yeah, same yeah. man. I liked it. Well, it. It proved effective in the. Well, I'd say half, let's so. just see how it works against a team that isn't. Um, well, that's it. I think rabble, yeah. trial, uh, you know, trial these new things. Like with the small forwards, let them run amok. Yeah. Let's see how good they can be. Mm. But yeah. for Solo, did not have a great game, as we we discussed mm. when we watched the game. He's been in a bit of trouble. And that leads us to uh, Bianca's VFL rap. Which wasn't too great for the boys on the weekend, unfortunately. 26-point loss to Box Hill. Um, it was uh, an issue of overuse of the ball, as well as not being able to capitalise in our forward 50. We had... Something like 13 times into our attacking 50 and only having kicked two goals. Um, it was a bit of a bit of a mess for the boys on the weekend. Um, however, we do we did have a couple of good mentionable players. Kirby kicked three goals. I know how much you love Kirby, Kirby. Uh, Andrew. Kirby. <laughs> I love Kirby now. The Kirby. I love Kirby. We'd love to see him in. I think he's got a little bit of a uh, little bit of weight around the belly, but we'll see him in soon. I whoa, think. Whoa, 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 whoa. So did Byron Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> No, so did Rioli? Dean Rioli. Yeah. Dean Rioli. Yeah. Rioli. Yeah. Rioli had a little bit. If, yeah. if he I can Rioli. pull some Rioli stats up, I'd be happy. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Crocker is a player that I've always had my eye on, and he had, he kicked two goals on the weekend. He was he was quite good, actually. His, his highlights were pretty exciting, and I, I did enjoy watching him. Um, Josh Thomas with two. Our best, um, Ramsey, by far. His, his game was fantastic. Um, Josh Thomas got a, a huge mention in, in the stats on Big Footy. If you have a look at the read up there, did you did you see did you not see the change.org um, petition? <laughs> <laughs> they dispute Sharon? everything. <laughs> um, Broomhead was back and had a, a pretty significant game as well, so that was good. Mm. And once again, Sharonberg with um, thirty four no what was it forty one possessions after having two weeks of thirty four possessions. Um, he had a, a blastering forty one possessions this week. Um, I have seen oh, Callum Brown also. I can't can't go without mentioning Callum Brown. He he's been good week in week out, and if he was to make it into the side next week, I think it'd be a really good decision. It would be, I, especially against a team like Brisbane, because yeah. it, like we said, we should bring in those those young players and see how they go. Um, just on Sharon Berg, uh, I, I like everyone would love to see him in. His his forty one possessions were a lot of overuse of the ball, like the rest of the team. So I don't know. A, a lot of them were good. Um, but I've heard word around that he's on a, a six-game program to, to build his knee up to the rigors of AFL. And that's the, that's the reason why everyone's questioning why he's not coming into the side. They want to, play, they want, they want to see him play six decent games of football and strengthen the knee. He's definitely not on his way. What game like are we that. up to? 
We are we six. are around six for the VFL. Oh right, um, interesting. However, his significant games, I think he's had about four to five. Okay. So we might see him in a couple of weeks, but I, I've I've listened to Buckley talk about him. I don't think it's it's. Yeah, he says um, uh, he said something like his time will come. Mm. It doesn't sound too promising yet, but it it doesn't seem too far away either. He is the chosen one. Yeah, I want to see it this week. Yeah. I want to see I want to see Sharon Bergen this week. I think it, the the opposition is perfect. Whether and there's a a matchup that suits him or not, it's get him on the ground, get him to AFL pace. Mm. Um, and then sort it out after that. Yeah, I, I honestly love Saliba's idea of the forward line, but like we said, he hasn't been he hasn't been yeah. training there, so it's not not going to work out. Um, so with that in mind, we move to Mikey's ins and outs hey, for hey. the week ahead. We've got Brisbane on Sunday afternoon. We've got Brisbane. Rest them all. <laughs> no, Ace um, is obviously injured. Yep. Uh, cheekbone, probably about a month. I hear he's probably going to be out. Yep. I mean. Obviously, you'd say Scharenberg. If he's played that, like as Bianca said, six rounds, round six in the VFL. He's had 100 surely. touches in three weeks. Yeah. Oh my I God, mean, I forgot to mention Langdon. Just playing. Shazza playing. <laughs> um, also, I just, I just want Blair out. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. Just, I just want Blair <laughs> just out. Get him out. I'm done. I'm sick of it. I just want him out. I mean, you can bring in anyone. I'll be happy. But Brown would be great to see, obviously. Kirby would be great to see. We'd love to see the Kirbs. Indigenous round for Kirby. It's time. It'll be Bucks. massive. Mm. And Varks, I'm not sure how far off Varks is, but I think he's still... Couple of weeks. Maybe couple, after the buy. Weeks, I think after the buy. Yeah. I mean, anyone for Blair, I'd be pretty pretty happy. So, I mean, it won't be too many changes. Bucks doesn't make many. Yeah, I think either Crocker or Kerbs for old, for old Blair. Yeah, and, um yeah, Definitely. the, the Schoenberg in for, for Aish. Yeah, uh, the other one that, I mean, we talked about, I think Solo will be persisted with for one more, two more weeks. I hope he is. But yeah. I, I think he will be as well. But I think Crocker, if Solo does go, then Crocker's the ideal mid-forward size matchup. Yeah. Mm. Be a straight swap, yeah. Um, and it's embarrassing that Maine's not being talked about now. Like, we should yeah. be. I mean, what, 500 grand Louis? Oh, yeah. Louis, what is Louis, yeah. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> you know all the semantics? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Uh, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, if, if it's any week that Fasola steps up, it's got to be this week, right? Correct. Yeah. He's gotta, he, I he, think that's why that He has to just register a couple on the board. I'd hate yeah, to man. see him dropped. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's I important think, that he gets formed. Yeah. Uh, I think that he's got all the tools and all the skills to be a, um, a permanent player in the side, and I think this week is very important. And the other thing is, keep your eye on Change.org because I'm writing a Kirby petition this week. We've got to get I'm serious. Forget Sharonberg. Forget Sharonberg. The Kirby. I did forget to mention Langdon was also great. We could see him in the side this week because 80% efficiency. He had 22 effective yep. handballs, seven effective kicks. He was, he was fantastic. That's good that he's I think, that depth. I think it's a matter of a time with yeah. Langdon. Yeah. I think it's a matter of time, honestly. The matter of time or matter of our time? <laughs> Both. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Um, just a worry though, our our ruckman in the VFL, um, Lachlan Howe. He had Who? Lachlan Howe. Yeah, exactly. No name ruckman. Who? He had Howe's um, cousin. Yeah, I don't know if they're related. I tried to look into it. Did not show me any information at all. That's okay. I'm just twenty five tapouts to forty five. So wow. backup ruckmans. Uh, we're not looking. Yeah, at all. If, if Grundy, we've known <laughs> this since all. we've known this since day one. That if Grundy goes down, we are if Grundy absolutely goes, right. The podcast the is off. over. Yeah, even that's not good. Yeah, that's All right. Always going to be a worry. We're going to move to Sunday's game. 
We've got Brisbane at the MCG. I think it's 1.30. 1.30. Um, I think it, we'll probably catch up for 11.30 for beers. We'll be drunk by 12.30. 12.30 at most. Yeah. Which is a little late for us on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I want to go around the table. I want to get a tip. I want to get a margin. And I want to get best player on ground with some goals attached. Louis. Yep. Okay, so I'm going us by 45 points. Ooh, I did say 35 points against Hawthorne. Obviously, that didn't work out. Um, but 45 <laughs> points for Collingwood. Um, big win for us. It's a, it's, it's a big game for us, even though that we should win this game. We, we need to say to the rest of the league that we're going to be a powerful team going forward. Um, I think it's going to be a, a goal first for Elliott. I think I'm, I've, gone, I've gone Elliott before uh, against Hawthorne. Saying they kicked four, he kicked three. I think he's going to kick over three goals. Um, uh, best on ground, I'm gonna going to go uh, Taylor Adams again. That's my Andrew. I uh, never tip Collingwood because um, as last week I didn't tip Collingwood and we won and I want us to win, so I'm going to continue this trend and uh, I'm going to tip Brisbane by 15 points. Oh. I think the best Collingwood player on the ground. Is going to be Jeremy Howe. Doesn't even matter if we lose, bro. It'll be the worst day of my life. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be real for a second. Uh, yeah. Who cares about this podcast? Who cares about this whole damn thing? Yeah. Yeah. My key. Oh, wait. I didn't say that. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I think, um, yeah, probably Elliot too, mate. Um, Collingwood. Collingwood are going to win 10 goals. Oh Ten my goals. god, 60 points. Going very optimistic here. <laughs> and, um, I agree with Andrew. I think Howe's going to just intercept Mark left, right, and centre. Set us up with a halfback, and Elliot's, Elliot's kicking five. Bianca? Pies by 30 points. Pendlebury is going to remain the best player in his son's eyes for a little while. He's best on. Yep. Um, most goals, I'm gone for more. I think I want, to, I want him to stay on a roll. I want him to have a couple of good games, so... I'm going to go more with a bag for four goals. Collingwood by 72 points. Yeah, it's <laughs> Sunday up. afternoon. Oh, oh, oh. It's going to be a thumping. <laughs> I've got a good feeling. What's oh. the highest score we've got this year? Uh, it would be 120 or something like that. Was that Sorry, but yeah, I think 100. Are we saying this is going to be the highest Not scoring game for us? Well, it'd have to be for us. I have most goals and best on ground to Adam Trelaw, who's going to have 36 touches and four goals. Four goals, 36 touches. All right. Like really announce himself. And uh, it's going to be a big, big week leading into Frio. Which is, um, I'm not sure what day we play Frio the week after, but. Not sure either. Can't get the stats up. <laughs> <laughs> nice, guys. Yeah. So, my agenda throughout this podcast often is to start a chant. We're going to start a chant. Um, so, if you're listening to this, Write us in something. We need to get something going at the footy. And as has been mentioned a couple times during this thing, I might like Kirby. So if it <laughs> involves Kirby, Kirby's Kirby debut jam. game, some indigenous thing. It's a good time for, ter- for Kirby's debut, I think. That in would about be, a month or so, yeah. That would be fantastic. Kirby. The other agenda that we have on this what podcast. Kirby? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, <laughs> the other agenda we have is we want to get Dane Swan on this podcast. 
Yes. Yeah. Come on, Swanee. Yeah. Come on, Swanee. For the bees. For yeah. the bees. <laughs> We'd love to have Swanee on the show, definitely. And that is me filling time while Bianca looked at the app. Oh, look, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're We're welcome, playing. Bianca. You're welcome. We're playing Frio Sunday at 4.40. Over there, of course, so it'll be very interesting. Drinks at Dom's house? Drinks, Drinks at Dom's house. house. With Swanee, please. <laughs> Come on, Swanee. Honestly, Come on, Swanee. Swanee. Go, Go the pies. Go the pies. Go the pies.